0: Well, hello, and welcome back to another scary, scary episode of Ghost Stories Told from the South. I am your host, Stephen LeBooth, and I got some scary, scary stuff for you today. Well, 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 how is everybody doing out there in scary podcast land? I'm doing pretty good. I am your host, like I said, Stephen Booth, and another great edition of Ghost Stories Told from the South, guys. Hope everybody hope everybody's doing great. I'm doing great. And uh, yeah, man, ready for a good show, excited. Since springtime's coming, I'm doing like haunted rivers and creeks for a little bit. And then around summertime, I might go back to just doing some other stuff. I like changing it up like this, though. I don't always like doing the same thing like houses, asylums. I kind of like, you know, going going around, doing this, doing that. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you, guys. Podcast keeps growing little by little. And like I said you can say oh that ain't much movement but it is to me because i mean i do this from my house i don't have any sponsors or nothing i pay for everything i do everything myself so i think i pretty do do a pretty good decent show for doing everything and you know it's kind of cool i'm getting uh, people are listening around the world so germany's kicking it canada is uh, brazil's coming on spain new zealand uh there's like i said some other ones but I'm going to save all that choose Oh, and I already said Germany. But we're going to save all that when I do the uh, episode 150, guys, because that'll mark the three years. All right. So, like I said, we're going to do um, rivers. <clears throat> These rivers aren't in any particular area. They're kind of scattered around the east coast, it looks like. But, um, yeah, so if you guys are ready, I'm ready. And I hope you're ready. Like always, guys, find you a nice warm blanket. Find you some cocoa or coffee or a little whiskey in your coffee if you want to. Snuggle up by the fire. Turn the lights down low. We're going to get a little scary. Our first one we're going to do today, guys, is the Tom, Tom Big B river and it's in uh mississippi and alabama i think this one uh might be the border or something i'm not for sure i didn't check the location out i should have okay well this right here is first off now this is going to be going telling different stories all up and down the uh up and down the river on the alabama side so That's why there's different stories, because these all happened right by the river. And it starts out with a person who has written books on the uh, places there and all that. So, All right, guys, y'all ready? Got a drink. And we are ready to go. The Tom Bigby River. There are a few rivers in the US that are more ominous for anglers than the Tom Bigby River. According to the locals, when the light is dim or the weather is especially cold, the ghost ship of Eliza Battle stalks the waters. Seeing this ship is a very bad omen indeed for uh, for or indeed for the Eliza is said to warn impending disasters. So, Supposedly, you see this before danger happens. The steamboat itself was destroyed during a fire on the river in 1858, killing 33 people and injuring countless more among, the, among its passengers and crew. It is considered one of the deadliest accidents to ever take place on the river. But that did not stop numerous sightings of ship, of ship, decades later. It is said that the ship only appears in winter ni- uh, in winter nights, engulfed in flames with a with the screams of the burning inside. The appearance of the ship is a almond of similar disasters befalling those who see it. Okay, that's one one little story I found. And it's probably going to talk about the Steamboat again, but going more, um, uh, diving more into it, I think. Okay, here we go. Catherine Tucker Whittingham and Margaret Gills Vaughn are known among many Alabamians for their book, book, 13 Alabama Ghosts and Jeffrey. First public... Published in 1969, this book has been so well loved by its readers that it recently appeared again as a 2014... Anyways, it was rediscovered again in 2014, like a special edition. The reason for this book's success is evident. The tales are creepy and they are very close to home. One tale in particular, the phantom, the phantom steamboat of the Tom Bigby is in, is a scary is scary because it was based on historical tra, based on a historical tragedy. Which is kind of true because when I hear like just regular old ghost stories, something made up, it don't get me as bad. but when they say it's based on true events and truth, that kind of makes it more scarier for me because that shit really happened. Okay, this is a, this we know the Eliza Battle, the phantom vessel of Le- of legend. Did exist according to Rufus Ward, Arthur of the Tom Bigby River Steamboats uh Rolladores, Deadheads and and Sidewheelers. The I Battle was a sidewheel steamboat that weighed three hundred and fifteen tons. She had a reputation for a great qual for a great quality great quality and great size among the steamboats of the upper Tom Bigby trade. The Elizai battle left her history behind in several records, including the documentation of a lawsuit and the stories of a time the craft caught fire but survived. So the people died, but the boat made it. That's Crazy. This escape, however, was not a feat that could be repeated. On March 1st in 1858, the sighting was that we would expect from a ghost story's origin. A dark and stormy night on the stretch of the Tom Bigby River by Kemp's Landing, once again the Eliza Battle caught fire. The cause is uncertain. There are rumors that a, that a rubber lint the uh, blaze. oh a robber lit the blaze but the most likely cause was sparks eliminated by a pa- passing steamboat that ignited the cotton the uh, battle was transporting yeah because back then they used their steamboats a lot in these rivers to uh, transport goods the fire pumps that saved the ship previously Previously were powerless on this tragic night as the fire spread and destroyed the steering mechanisms. Passengers abandoned ship by freezing to death in the cold water in the trees as they uh, waited for help. Our knowledge of this tragedy comes mainly from the survivor stories in the newspaper art- paper articles from around the world. The numerous accounts vary, but they make it clear that the Eliza battle disaster captured the attention of the attention and the uh, Im- imitation of people everywhere. It can be, or oh, it can be no surprise that a ghost story about the steamboat began to uh, circulate. Uh... Okay. As Thirteen Ghost and Jeffrey relates, people close to the Tom Bridge, people close to the Tom Bigby River excuse me, sometimes hear hears music drifting drifting towards them from the water, often accompanied by screams of people be, begging for rescue. Some people even see the ghost of Eliza Battle floating down the river towards its uh, never-reached destination of Mobile. It's certainly a chilling tale, perhaps even more as since all the events leading up to the Phantom Steamboat appearance were so horrific. Perhaps it is the fact that the ghost story was born of of a true story that makes it so frightening. But what does it, but where does the line between fact and fantasy fall? That's for you to decide. All right. Next, we're going to talk about a place called um, Bluff Hall. Bluff Hall was built in 1832 and purchased. Now, this is another place, but it's right on the river. Was built in eighteen thirty two and purchased by the Maringo County Historical Society in nineteen sixty seven. Has had a number of owners. In this book, Brown interviewed one woman who decided to see if the ghost stories surrounding the property were true. In twenty thirteen, on the night before Halloween, the woman took her daughter and her daughter's friends to spend the night. As the night approached, Brown said they heard what sounded like a girl jumping rope. Later that night, after her daughter and their friend were asleep, were asleep, the woman decided to investigate on her own, and she confronted for herself the ghostly reputation of Bluff Hall. She looked down and saw a little boy standing next to her, Brown said, he went to say he went to say that the woman told him she was concerned rather than afraid because the young boy seemed to be searching for something he went on to say that the woman told him okay she was concerned okay for something she was downstairs and sat down only to see the young boy out of the corner of her eye again this time he was staring out of the window. Brown explained that the uh, little boy was the grandson of the original owners Francis stro uh, stroter Lynn Francis Stroter Lynn, and his wife Sarah. the boy uh, the boy got scarlet fever while visiting his grandparents while his mother stayed in New York to give birth. During his illness, the little boy kept hoping for his mother to come home, to come and save him, but she did not make it in time. Apparently, the little boy's ghost hangs around looking for his mother, Brown said, adding, it's a very sad little story. All right, we got one more little story here. This one's called, it's another uh, mansion on the river, and this one's called Gaineswood Mansion. Gaineswood Ghost is more famous, Brown said, citing Catherine's Tucker Wyndham's featuring in her book, <coughs> The Thirteen Ghosts of Alabama, and Jeffrey as the uh, as the reason. Gaines Mansion was built by General Brian Wood. Whit- Whitfield, whose wife died before construction, was complete in the mid eighteen hundreds, needing someone to care for his children. Whitefield hired a nanny only as a miss oh known only as Miss Carter from Virginia, living so away so far away from her family carter be uh, Carter became depressed, so Whitefield invited her sister. Evelyn Carter, to live with them. She lived there for a few months and then she died. And no one knows how she died, Brown said. One proposed theory is that she uh, mentioned that she was Elaine. Oh, she mentioned that Elaine fell in love with a French count, but the relationship ended after a uh, heated argument uh elaine is said to have died of a broken heart heavenly wanted to be buried in her home state of virginia but she died there in the winter the roads were impossible to uh, travel then brown said that the Whitefields stored her body in the coffin in the cellar until it was time to be moved After interviewing two workers of uh, Gaineswood, Brown heard the real story. Whitefield hired a teacher named Elizabeth Robertson, who later became ill and died. Her coffin was stored in the Clover Mausoleum before being transported to her home in New York. So you can see how a folklore was uh, created by these facts. Today, the sweet smell of perfume has been reported numerous times, which is the thought-to-be Elizabeth welcoming visitors to her home. Well, well, well. That one wasn't too bad. That'd be pretty creepy, though. I think the, uh, the steamboat one would be pretty cool to experience. And then going to that one mansion where the little boy haunts the place. That would be kind of creepy, creepy. Alright guys, we're going to take a little commercial break. We'll be right back. You ever look up at the sky at night? And look at the stars and wonder, are we the only ones really out here? Have you ever wondered our government hides from us? Have you ever wondered why so many mysteries go unsolved? What really happens? What's the clues? What's the evidence? Ever wonder if Bigfoot or Mothman is real? Then if so, come listen to this podcast called What's Really, really, out, really there? out There? And I am your host, Stephanie Booth. And, and I am your father. co-host, Stephen Booth Hafaja. And if you're into UFOs, unsolved urban legends, unsolved mysteries. murders, mysteries, uh, unexplained stuff that happened, urban legends, we're into all of that. Conspiracy stuff, too. We go dive into that. So if you're looking for a new podcast that tells that kind of stuff, then you uh, need to listen to What's, what's really, really Out, out there? there. And we are on Spotify and iheart and pandora i think but we are pretty much on every platform mm-hmm. we have a youtube channel twos or channel so go check that out it's called what's really out there so come check us out once again i'm your co-host stephen booth and i'm your host stephanie booth and this is what's,
1: what's really, really out,
0: out there? there we'll see you at the next episode guys Alright, I'm back. Y'all ready for another one? Now, these three right here I'm fixing to do, they're all going to be really short stories. I mean, all three of these together are probably going to take me 15 minutes to read. So, Sorry if this episode might be a little short, but I hopefully it won't be too bad. Okay, our next one is The Red River. With a name like The Red River, it is hard to be off uh, the, with a name like the Red River, it is hard not to be off put, whichever that may, it's not hard to be off put, okay. What's more unsettling is that the fact that it is the, um, it is supposed to be, supposed to be the Supposed to be haunted of the haunted of the uh, Bell Witch, a poltergeist who was here, here, was here in her lair cave near the river. According to legend, the Bell Witch is a powerful entity that visited the Bell family of uh, Adams, Ten- of Adams, Tennessee. In their accounts, was to be believed she would set strange invo set strange, invisible creatures on the way and sing hymns in the darkness. Two of the Adams men later enlisted to fight under General Andrew Jackson, who would go on to become president. And tales of a bell witch intrigued him, provoking the general to lead a small military detached to sniff out the witch. The legend says that Jackson's man fired in a fear, although the general himself believed the witch to be a fraud. To this day, visitors say they could still they could still hear the noises of children playing along playing playing in a strange candle like lights in the distance. Other tales talk about humanoid figures hiding among the trees and invisible creatures lurking beneath the water. There is plenty of catfish and striped bass, though, so anglers are willing to brave a few scary stories to try to catch a big fish. Okay, that's... Okay, then I got some more on the... uh Bell. Now, y'all remember that story about what was it the uh, a con, the conjuring of? Uh, I can't remember now, but yeah, they they did that story, the Bell Witch. <laughs> All right, let's see. I got some more stuff to talk about here. All right, says the cave is worth the visit, but the cabin is not. The Bell Witch focus around both the cave and the cabin on the former Bell Farm property. While most interviews on both Yelp and Trip Advisors are very positive regarding the cave or trip hazards are uh, positive regarding the cave and the property itself. The same can be said for the cabin. After all, the cabin is merely a replica of the one... That is said to have been haunted by Kate. The angry and violent bell witch. Therefore it is, it does not give visitors the same eerie feeling. That the cave almost certainly does. The bell witch cave is said to be home to the evil spirit within the southern folklore. Which makes the attraction attraction pretty unnerving, but the cave itself is, is is scary enough. The cave is approximately 490 feet long and rests on the old Bell Farm property, not too far away from the cabin in which the family lived. The Bell Witch Cave is a carset cave, meaning that it is formed by the... Oh, okay... It is formed by the water dissolving the rocks, like limestone and and gypsum. Cause water eventually, with them rocks, is start eating, you know, eating the rock way and stuff. That's how the caverns are formed. This cave is a totally unnerving look, as well as makes it a challenge to to travel in it. Some reviewers on TripAdvisor claim that the walkthrough is too dangerous for them. Now we got... Okay, to understand why one would... To to understand why one would want to tour the cave, one has to understand the legend of the Bell Witch consists of the haunting of the Bell family on their farm. The Bell family moved into the... to the farm which sits on the Red River in 1804. It wasn't, it wasn't until 1887 that the family members started seeing strange animals on their property, hearing unnerving sounds around their house. After a while, people from all over the country came to witness the hauntings, which got more uh, severe over time. As the legend evolved, townsfolk started calling the spirit the bell witch after a deceased neighbor named kate who had a personal vendetta against the uh family uh the family of john bell eventually john passed under mysterious circumstances connected to the spirit he said to have vanished into the cave on their property people are obsessed with the haunted house and even more so the creepiest haunted towns around the United States but Adams Tennessee is totally the scariest by far according to the Blowwich Cave website the privately owned destination is a favorite among paranormal lovers as well as, a, as well as as well as has become a major attraction for anyone in the area so if you're ever around that area, guys, go check it out and report back to me. and You know, tell me what you see. All right. Here's our next one. Our next one. These next two are going to be really short. But our next one is Rock Creek in Maryland. Also known as the... McC- McConaughy River, Maryland's Rock Creek is the uh, is the source for many ghost stories. This is largely due to the water's history as a popular slave escape route, and also because of the large number of ca- of casualties in the area during the Civil War. It is said that nearly or nearly five thousand. Oh, 50,000 soldiers stained the river with their red blood during the course of the battles During uh, battles near the river. And it's their ghost that's hunting it. And, uh, residents report seeing bodies floating on the creek and the sound of musket shots, as if there was some great battle uh, going on. The LaGroa Bridge that spans the river is also a common topic among ghost hunters. But around 1900, the bridge is famous as a teen hangout and also a notorious suicide bridge. Whoa! Numerous accidents and injuries near the structure always give it sinister give it a sinister reputation and locals say they avoid it at night not even the promise of trout trout <coughs> excuse me trout will convince anglers to come here during the dark all right our next one the tar river in north carolina known as a great place for large catfish in kayak fishing, the Tar River was a darker or has a darker reputation as the home of a rivenous banshee. According to local agent, a miller was killed, oh, a miller was killed in the river by British soldiers during the Revolutionary War, and he cursed the river with his dying breath. Shortly afterwards, a banshee appeared and ripped the soldiers to shreds, going on to Hunt the River for new victims. Man, that one sounds pretty crazy, but I couldn't find a lot on that one. That's the only story I could find, and I wish I could find somewhere to dive more deep into, because that one seems pretty interesting. Okay, man. Our next story is the Pagato Poggin- River in New York. The Pogito Poggin- Poggin- River perhaps is most famously haunted by the body of water on the list. The Pogito Poggin- River is is best for is known best for its part in the legend of Sleepy Hollow while the book may be a work of fiction, nervous residents still keep an eye out for the headless horseman who is said to ride alongside the river looking for helpless victims. Arthur Washington Irving chose the Ponicopo the Poke, uh, Pocatello. Anyways, anyway, the uh, Washington. Okay, Arthur Washington Irving chose the river for the setting because of its. It was so creepy and undeveloped nature at the time. Dark ruins and rumors, and. Here we go. In rumors and old magic hidden underneath the uh, riverbed. Anglers, however, know the uh, river as a great place to fish for brown and brook trout. Oh, I'm not done with the Sleepy Hollow thing now. Okay, now we've got to go over and talk about. The Sleepy Hollow hauntings have been an area of interest to the paranormal investigators. All throughout history, the haunted city in New York rests upon the eastern side of the famous Hudson River. Approximately 9,000 individuals call its area home, of course. This is the number of physical living individuals there are also rumored to be quite a few spirits that reside in the uh, haunted New York town as well. This beautiful, quiet town received an imminous amount of publicity when Washington Irving composed a tale called The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. In its guide of the paranormal, you will learn about the haunted ghost town of Sleepy Hollow, New, New, New York. I stuttered there. Did you hear that? I went, no, 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 New York. Sleepy Hollow, as an organized town, dates all the way back to the early 1600s. Europeans discovered the area and settled their friends and her relatives here. However, it was not until the Dutch arrived that it was given the original name. These settlers elected on the name Slippers, Slappers Heaven in translation it's meant sleeper's heaven in the year uh, in the year of 1996 the town's name was officially renamed to the name that we know it today the town is well known for its stories and, reco- and recollections of residents revolving around the mysterious hauntings as well as the infamous headless horseman while washington irving Irving's tale, The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, was a fictional piece. It's important to understand that it was based on facts, tales, and people that are actually a part of this ghost town's haunted history. Now let's go over some of the hauntings. There are several hauntings that surround surround places, people and events in the history of this town that seem to be preserved in its original state. The following represents a sum of some of these hauntings. The Sparta Cemetery. The cemetery is not locked or not is not looked directly in Sleepy Hollow, but it just just outside of it in a place called Scarabora. If you traveled if you travel the popular Route Nine, you are running to its borough ground visitors and those who have passed by the cemetery have claimed many unusual sightings these sightings include mists that are completely unexplainable as well as lights that seem to dance along the ground and float over the graves those who have stopped for further investigations have discovered the sounds of voices from which there was there is no origin in spirit. Now we're going to talk about the Sunnyside. While an unusual name, it is named, or while an unusual name, Sunnyside is a name for a home in Sleepy Hollow. Washington Irving took over ownership of the structure in the year of eighteen thirty-five. At the time, it was nothing more than a small, ordinary cottage. He and his family worked hard to renovate the structure and took great pride in the final project. This home is beautiful design structure that sits on the bank of the river. The Hudson, to be exact, you can get a good look at the river by a small, secret path that leads from the home to the banks of the river. It has been said that the apparitions have been appeared doing various tasks. It is believed that the niece of Irving, Irving, Are often the nieces of Irving are often seen playing around up by the home. Many have claimed to have seen Irving himself. Now, the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. If you would like to visit the grave of the famous Washington Irving, you can do so at the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, where you can also discover the final resting places of the following famous individuals. Andrew Cartagy, William Rockefeller. Well, we got to thank him for a lot. Yeah, rich bastard. Anyways, uh, Walter Chrysler, another rich bastard. And even the notable Elizabeth Arden. It has been said on more than one occasion that an apparition has been seen among the graves. Many who have walked through the cemetery often express the fact that they hear silent whispering, which cannot be explained. The old Dutch church and burial ground the burial burial grounds are located at the old Dutch church are said to be among a, one of the most oldest of the oldest ones in all the United States. It is said that the popular headless horseman can be clearly seen making his route through and around those bur, uh, burial grounds. When visiting her, you can see some very popular names of the gravestones. These include Eleanor Van Tasselbrosh, who Washington Irving used a personal called Katrina from his story. Abraham Marling, who was reflected as the character Bra Bones, can also be discovered here. And the last one is Patriot's Park. If you go to the area that is between these cities of Sleepy Hollow and Terrytown, you will discover a park during the American Revolutionary War. The Americans captured a soldier that was a that was of Hassin descent It was immediate, He was immediately executed by way of hanging an apparition that leaks that leaks off that leaks a head is our lax head is often said to linger through the park grounds. Irving took this legend of the soldier that is the headless horseman for his tail. So that's where he got the name for the headless horseman. Cause there really is a guy there without a head because when he got hung, his head popped right off. <laughs> That'd be messed up. <coughs> ah. Well guys, Sorry this one was a little too short. But I had fun. It was a great show. And, uh... I will see y'all next week, baby. It's getting closer to our three-year anniversary. Just want to give a shout-out to everybody who listens. Everybody who downloads. I'm gonna be working for the next couple days really hard on getting the YouTube page caught up. And, uh... Episode 150 will be a video, and after that, I'm going to start doing uh, videos, too, all the time. So I need to do more of them from a YouTube channel. But go check us out. You can check this uh, podcast out on any platform, ladies and gentlemen. And our YouTube channels, Ghost Stories Told From The South. Go check us out on Facebook, Ghost Stories Told From The South. Like I said, uh, if y'all got any stories, send them to me. I'll talk about them or something y'all want me to look up. But this has been Stephen LeBooth from ghost stories told from the south and we will see you later <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry about that I was doing that voice and I freaking burped right on the mic I'm so sorry but I'll see you guys later man and you girls see you later guys bye